Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 344 of the podcast with my guest, Katie Kampa. I hope that you enjoy the episode. I feel you will. And just a couple of the little bits of housekeeping. Um, I want to just acknowledge the cancellation of my uh, New York show and my Chicago show. Of course, I've been touting that and had done a fair amount of it on social media, although I should have done more. Um, uh, but obviously, I've been talking about it on the podcast. I Yeah, I've had a couple of kind of uh, tough things happen in a row. I don't want to turn this into like a feel sorry for Janet thing, but um, something with my mom and then um, something with uh, my own health. Um, so I was grounded from traveling. Uh, I am happy to still be doing the podcast. I think I even mention it in the beginning of my podcast with Katie. I'm like lying down to do the podcast because unfortunately I have some pretty serious neck stuff going on not to brag uh okay so uh enjoy this episode i am so sorry that i had to cancel those shows i've gotten some uh correspondence from people who are either planning on buying tickets or who had tickets and i cannot say enough how sorry i am to miss those shows one of them would have been tonight i'm recording this on wednesday the 9th and uh, i'm very sad that uh, we didn't get to do them and i'm hoping that i will be able to uh, make those happen in the future there's always SF Sketchfest. Come out to SF Sketchfest in San Francisco, January 9th through 26th. Uh, enjoy this episode. Um, one last thing, I wanted to remind people that if you signed up for uh, supporting Max Fun as a $10 a month uh, or more member and you clicked on the JV Club as one, of, I think the way I just said clicked was like extremely weird and possibly very saliva oriented. Um, if you clicked on the JV Club as one of the podcasts that you sort of in the hierarchy of, of what you choose to support, um, just a reminder on Twitter, I had thrown out there that I would love to take MASH questions from um, people who uh, signed up at that level. I would love to take your questions, give you credit for them uh, with my guests. So feel free to either tweet me or possibly even easier, just email me at Janet at JanetVarney.com. Uh, I manage email much better than I manage social media stuff. So at any rate, thanks, everybody. I've, uh, there's been a lot of false starts to the beginning of this episode. But now, finally, here we are at the actual beginning of the actual episode with Katie Kampa. you feel cozy enough? I'm great. Yeah. Should I start These jeans are tight, but there's nothing you can do about that. So. There's what? <laughs> These jeans are really tight, but that's oh, my, that's my fault. You know, tight jeans yeah. scenario. Yep. Yeah, that's a, it really takes the right amount of like stretch and, listen, I'm, I'm going to be very clear with everyone. I'm lying down. <laughs> I had a serious pillow obstacle just occur. <laughs> just, just for see. line of sight. Oh, yeah. this All is right. great. This- <laughs> Now, it actually is I am incredible. extraordinarily lazy. This is your new brand. <laughs> this is my new brand. It's bad enough. I used to just always, first I just sat on the floor when I did the podcast mm-hmm. um, uh, because I could sort of see everything. And then at a certain point, I feel like my tailbone was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. This isn't as casual and fun as you think it is. <laughs> and then, so then I took to sort of sitting on the couch. And now that I know that I have a serious neck injury, I'm going all the way horizontal. Yeah. Because I don't want anything. I don't want to be like in the middle of talking to you and then this a weird headache creep, creeps in and suddenly you just see me wincing at yeah. everything you say. But this is also very weird. Like I'm <laughs> it's fully sideways. Not that weird. Okay, Honestly, good. it kind of feels like a slumber party, even though it's the that's sun's out. what I'm after. <laughs> yeah. That's why I got this horrible neck injury. <laughs> it seemed like the quickest. Did easiest. you injure yourself? Well, it's just one of those things that's compounded by a bunch of different stuff. And I think the, the final uh, nail in the coffin was getting rear-ended in New York a couple okay. months ago, and I think that just like, I think my neck was yeah. like, I guess that'll do it for us. We're going to go ahead and inflame, inflame, inflame. We've been doing laptops, you know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, very much so. And I'm trying to spend as little time possible blaming myself because that's utterly pointless. Oh, yeah, you you can't. But it's so hard not to be like, but what if I had just... You know, yep. what if I were, what if I started acupuncture earlier? I, I mean, I don't even know if that's going to have an outcome, but I am starting. I have started it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever gotten acupuncture? I have. Yeah. 
I have an Achilles injury right now because oh. our, our bodies just fall apart as we get older. Yeah, no I've, I could, I did something absolutely preventable. I worked out too hard. Um, so I went to the doctor and I got acupuncture for that. And now I need to go back. I've been traveling like all month. So when but I But did back, you feel like there was a positive result from it? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great to yeah. hear. I think I might have a longer way to go because I'm so broken. Yeah. But, I mean, um, I wasn't rear-ended. I just, you know, did, a, did an exercise video a little too vigorously. Uh, but that Achilles tendon, man. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's a real like intelligent design. I think not. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you how many times just in the past, like five years of suddenly truly connecting with my mortality, I have thought about how I would hopefully get on the floor and slice a, a murderer's Achilles tendon <laughs> before he could do me in. Like I really have thought like, That's really well, noble. if he's wearing sneakers, yeah. let me drop to the ground. Of yep. course I'll have my handy switchblade ready. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, like w- have what knife am right I thinking now. about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just but in case, you know, you live in the hills. Who knows? You never know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who could come in here is a lot more spiders than already get in here. <laughs> and there are a lot of spiders to get in here. <laughs> I never thought I would live on like in a spider territory. Yeah. You don't like them? Listen. I just mean like, do you have a spider? Like, you know, I have friends with boyfriends where like they can't be in the room with a spider and like, yeah, it's the boyfriends that can't be in the room with a yes, spider. That correct. makes me feel better. Um, I listen, I got a great deal of respect for spiders. I wish I loved them. They're in, <laughs> they seem quite intelligent. Yeah, they do good. Work. I feel that they're using their intelligence against me on some level. I can't comprehend. <laughs> uh, I, I just have a, I had an early, yeah, I just had an early fear of spiders. I've told yeah. on the podcast before, but my dad, um, in an effort to keep me safe at one point at night, took me out to the bushes outside my bedroom window and shone a flashlight in and showed me that there were black widows there and said like, if there's ever a fire, you need to jump past these bushes. Oh my God. Cut to like within two years, the bushes were gone. Like yeah. my dad had figured out like, oh wait, how about decomposed granite? This is Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> Um, but that I think like definitely That's terrifying. Yeah, that definitely kind of nestled in there early. Yeah, yeah. But I was also just like afraid of like, you know, being in a cabin and there was a daddy long legs in the opposite corner of mm-hmm. the room and I would be like, Well, I'm not sleeping tonight. Yeah. Are you like that? Or were you like that? Did you not have that with spiders? Uh more so as like the years have gone by, I get like a little icked out by like things that have legs. <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah, for the most part I'm now like Now that's a wide territory because yeah, humans yeah. have legs. Dogs. I mostly will just like turn on a light and whatever it is doesn't like light and goes away. And I'm like, Great, cool. Uh, we're up, we're both great. That's also creepy though. <laughs> like you have your office hours scuttle, and I have mine. Scuttle, scuttle. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Uh did you have uh creatures that you were especially sort of like as a kid of as a kid no as a kid i was like into whatever i remember like picking up cicadas because cicada like one of the big cicada birds happened when i was like nine and i was fully just like picking up the shells putting them on people like throwing them at my sister well you know? the shells I, I no, i was down with the bugs too and those guys i would like carry them around legs. Yeah. Like, they really can yeah. cling on to fabric and stuff yep and i was not creeped out at all and then like years later i guess when the next 18 year brood came around i was like yeah. ah! <laughs> like oh <laughs> and they were like why katie why aren't you why? cool anymore you used to be chill <laughs> wait where which uh, i gotta think about the noise that your cicadas made compared to my arizona cicadas where are you from uh dc outside dc okay Maryland. are those the re- i mean listen they're all they're fairly f- metallic yeah, they're really sounding, really loud are those the it's really the ones where like, you're like what is robots happening? are taking is over the world, the world? yeah but it's yeah. like only every 18 years i mean there's like there's the 10 year ones and then the 18 year ones and yeah yeah, whatever this was, it was big and it was real loud. So, so okay, so so it really was like the summer before they you didn't have cicadas. Yeah. And then that summer. Then they were like falling off, like falling onto people. Wow. Yeah. See, I feel like I, I want to say Tucson, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Arizonans out there tell me, but I feel like the t- Tucson cicadas was like a yearly thing. It must have just been like I think like there are this, yearly cicadas. There's yeah. Or like, species. you know, it's a generation yeah, I, I heard, that. I heard them this year. You know, yeah. it's like in August you hear them. They are like everywhere yeah. on loud but there's these big broods that come up only every so often Oof. that are like big time and they're and and t- to clarify every 18 years does that mean that they are buried in the yes. ground like they're like just hitting for 18 beasts. years yes wow we're all lucky they're not bigger than they are i know that seems or like smarter. something that should be like yeah along with a shark yep. the 18 year cicada that's is- you know they the insects outweigh us as like an organism by like order of billions or like it's something really cra- it's like exponentially more yeah like organisms that are insects i'm having Ooh. a pro- I, I think i would al- now i'm at the point where i'd almost rather have a spider and i do try to catch and release mm-hmm. um 
But what one of that I really have a problem with, even though they've got a really cute um, non-scientific name, is mustache bugs. What are those? Oh, listen, it's a real specific. I'm sure they're called something else. I think some people call them centipedes, even though like okay. we think of a centipede as like a long, yeah. ru- like I think of it as like but a rubber like toy fuzzy. that you <laughs> throw at someone. Uh, these guys are, they're like, I can't remember the real name. I'm sure someone will tweet me. Um, they're, you know, they're maybe, their bodies are maybe this long, but then they just have legs all the way around that are yeah. essentially as long as their body, but very feathery. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it is yep. the sort of like pretty feather, but yeah. they move very quickly. Yeah. And they're always like where you least expect them in a moment of surprise. Yeah. That is like, <laughs> it's the scare that makes you hate them. Not so much the the thing itself. Yeah, because then like, they're cute. Oh, I picked like... up my cup, you know, like the last <laughs> place you expect. It's not like it's a weird dark corner, but it's not one that's like right. there's any Inhabited, reason for yeah. it. Yeah. And it's always like, Wah! yeah, <laughs> kill it. That's my instinct. <laughs> oh, mustache bugs. Yeah. I'm sure I'll find out like, no, no, they nest in your ear. So it's good that you're. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I, do, there, I am afraid of things nesting in my ear. Just. Yeah. yeah across all species yeah <laughs> please nothing in my it's ear. something not to think too much about yeah, because it's definitely. like well you have to sleep but yeah exactly you, with you, our i ears, guess you I mean, become an earplug person. i don't know earplug no i get zits in my ear sometimes when i have <gasps> earplugs for too long it's so interesting that you would say that because i have my first ear zit oh my very were you first... traveling or did you have like headphones in or something well i must I get them be when my I, headphones like, I'm on long plane flights I must have been wearing them too long on, mm. on a phone call or something, but I had no idea that that was happening. And then I put my earbuds in just today. And you were like, first Ow. time. And I was like, what's happening? Yeah. What's going on? And I'm, and I've decided that's what it is. Yeah. I'm sure. It's not like I have is. a cut in there. Yep. Oh, guys, I have an ears. It. <laughs> that ruins. I'm the, sure this is relatable. The image content. of perfection. <laughs> I've worked so hard to cultivate on this podcast. <laughs> That's a shame. I broke a record. Going to influence a lot of people into getting ears. It's oh man, yeah, they're really in right now, you guys. It's pretty cool. I'll tell you what. Just go ahead and sweat in your earbuds as much as possible. Maybe drop them a couple of times. Yeah, that's and Don't good. wipe them off. If you can take them somewhere like super, like with a lot of people around. That's yeah, great. like a, like like drop them like on the Bathroom bottom floor. of the swimming pool locker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Did you go? Um, in you were you in D.C. proper or did you say just like kind of the D.C. Uh, area? The, the suburbs. Yeah. So what uh, what was the name? Uh, of the suburbs? Well, I grew up in Tacoma Park, which is like. At Tacoma Park and Silver Spring. My parents got divorced when I was eight. My mom moved to Silver Spring, but my dad stayed in Tacoma Park. So, like, kind of across both growing up. Don't be mad, but is Silver Spring in Maryland? It is. Yeah, okay. they're both in Maryland. Yeah, they're, like, right. ten, like five minutes apart. My parents gotcha. were, like, eight minutes driving apart. That's like almost exactly how far my parents were. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, Tacoma Park is, like, a hippie homeland. Like, it was established in the 60s. I have a bit about it on my album. And Silver Spring is more just, like, traditional suburb, but, like, very close. They're both, like, adjacent to D.C. So. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. The sort of hippie. Mm-hmm. Is it? It was such a weird place to grow up. It was yeah. so. Yeah, it Did is. Did you spend more time there and less time in Silver Spring? Uh, or was it equal in high school, by by the time I got to high school, I was spending more time in Silver Spring. But like yeah. growing up, it was like half and half, or mostly mostly Tacoma Park. Describe what that hippie enclave sort of consists of. Like, er, what awareness do you have of? It I just mean, visually? it's really like I tell people that it's you know people compare it to berkeley california a lot because it has like uh victorian houses and bungalows and oh, white sure. people who say nicaragua <laughs> and it, like that's I'm, that's I'm, my that's I, my dad <laughs> i dip <laughs> into that for yeah. sure oh i did it yesterday i was like could i have an al pastor and the guy was like one al pastor it's oh, <laughs> like ah shit but, <laughs> i really gotta watch it but but why is that wrong like it's Why not. It it's r- just like, you know what I mean. I, it's, it's a, it's a weird cultural. They don't do it for Paris. They're not out here being like France. You know, right. they say France, right? But they say Nicaragua. So it's like, what, right. what, what, what medal do you want for this? I know, I know. And what? And I can't tell you what my like triggers to pre- like over pronouncing mm-hmm. something. I'd are. love to over pronounce things. I love it if I can do it. And like, I just went to Sweden, and anything I can say, like, I'll, I'll walk through an IKEA and be the most obnoxious person. <laughs> <laughs> And be like, did you know that back then means comfortable? The sofa is just named comfortable. Oh, <laughs> see, I couldn't agree more. I love, I do feel like I have a love of languages. I feel like I in, and probably inherited that from somewhere in my family because mm-hmm. my mom was a, a French professor. Or my dad taught English, not literally. Um, <laughs> but but certainly this sort of like, I do find it fascinating. Like I, I feel, I mean, I'm certainly not someone who studied it at all, but, but I could see being 
very happy studying like the origins of language yeah, and where they so branch cool. off and why and like what words are similar and what words are vastly different from yeah. like the Germanic language. The There's like languages. more than you would think. I do Duolingo and I do like one lesson a day in six languages. So it's like, I mean, it's oh, fucking confusing. Great. I really, it's just a game. I'm not learning anything useful. <laughs> I can like kind of read What about signs. all those Swedish terms you're it's, so proud yeah, of? Yeah, no, that that I do actually focus on. <laughs> <laughs> Swedish Swedish is like, what am I going to do with Swedish besides go to, there's only 10 million people that speak Swedish. And by the way, <laughs> like, they all speak English better than oh, me. Oh yeah, do. they do. It's so, so embarrassing. So, I've had them so correct me and I'm like, you are right. <laughs> yeah, it's very embarrassing. Yeah. I've been to Sweden and I, I, I absolutely did feel... Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I I I liked Stockholm because I'm um, to that point what I what else I had sort of seen in like the Scandinavian area was a lot more sort of monoracial, which mm-hmm. is, you know. Yeah, just I mean how, obviously how there are was. immigration issues going on yep. there too and the, the, it's a complicated world when there are these tiny little countries yep. that are the size of our states on the east coast, but um but but Stockholm was really the the city where I felt like oh this is kind of like New York like yeah. it feels like there are a lot of different kinds of people who have come from all over you know there's certainly like I feel like in general it feels like a richer city mm-hmm. but there were still like little funky neighborhoods and yep. you know lots of different cultures happening there yep what took you there uh, I went on comedy tour nice yeah it was really fun um I went with a friend of mine Yemi Afalabi who has been in Sweden for I think he lived there eight years and he was doing comedy there so he just moved back to New York and I saw him at an open mic and I was like this guy's not an open mic or what's going on like why is he here and then he said I just moved back from Sweden and I was like what did he say because I, <laughs> I have a Swedish ex so I was like oh we need to talk oh sure <laughs> like, sure so um yeah, so he came to my album recording, and after the show, he was like, do you want to go on tour in Sweden in the fall? And I was like, I 5,000% want to go yeah. on tour in Sweden in the fall. It was really fun. Was and really how great. was, what, did you have the experience? I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, so I apologize, but now we've gone down this road, so I have to. <laughs> uh, did you have the experience of like, hmm, like, did they get everything, or did you modify pre-going, so or did you modify along the I way? I've, I've performed abroad before, so there were like a couple things that I knew to say. Instead of just being like, in this country, I have to say in the United States, you know, but stuff like that, it was easy to adjust. Yeah. Um, um, it's weird because they know Americans so well and we know like nothing about them. We are totally yeah. ignorant. Yeah. They got, they're very quick on the, especially in Stockholm. We did one show in, uh, Eskilstuna, which is like a, it's like an hour outside. It's just basically a suburb, like a commuter city, but yeah. I could see people, you can hear that I talk fast, right? And I could see people like watching my lips move and I was like, okay, <laughs> I gotta like put some effort put into slowing that back down. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to, what did I, it was a, a, uh, James, oh my God, James Terrell, James Terrell. Uh, he's in, a, an, I'm pretty sure that's his name. I'm very embarrassed that I can't remember, but he is a, um, an artist who works with sort of just the playing with light. He's mm-hmm. like an, a light artist. He's been working on something up in, um, Northern Arizona for like a really long time. Okay. Like I think he did something in New doing. York last year and my friend was like, I'm you have sure to go and did. I missed it. I'm sure he yeah. did. It's, there was, a, but there was a place, um, he has a, he, he has a place, uh, uh, an exhibit kind of thing a, a piece I don't know what to call uh-huh. it when it's a sort of like a whole room yeah. of you know but there was an exhibit um that's permanent in Oslo which really is it's just the experience of like walking into a room and the way the light is designed and it's more in that case it was almost like a cave mm-hmm. um the way the light is designed it's just it's sort of like a sensory deprivation and b you have no sense of what the the, the end is like you can't tell if it's like a thousand miles away is yeah. the is the sort of wall or if if you reach out your hand you would accidentally touch it it's so strange and That's wonderful awesome. and very meditative yeah and then there's a place that he has um that i think is like an old grain silo or something in a suburb of of stockholm it's like an hour hour and a half mm-hmm. from, and uh and you just the experience is there's a bench all the way around the sides and it's just open to the sun and then at, and then you just lie there at sundown and watch the way the color oh my of God. the sky changes amazing it was so cool except for i just remembered as i was telling you this there were a lot of mosquitoes uh, so it was like an experience i seem to Sweden remember now in that the summer, I was like, they have worse mosquitoes oh than like God. minnesota it's it crazy it was crazy yeah. i i totally forgot that that i had like 
you know, a parka on, like that I yeah. didn't need, like a rain jacket I didn't need because it wasn't raining that I had zipped up, you know, where you could pull them over yep. your mouth so that I just little slits for eyes <laughs> so I could enjoy myself. So I, I really did. But you know what? You forget about the the unpleasantness and just remember what's positive if yeah. you can like manage it just well enough because I had completely forgotten about that until Whew. I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> Mosquitoes really can ruin a great a great time. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to this uh, great podcast uh, about Lyme disease, uh-huh. which is why I was joking earlier when I was like, why do I have all these strange pains? It's yeah. Lyme disease. <laughs> uh, it's not Lyme disease. Um, but was that something that was like, was that something that you were made aware of as, as a, as a teenager growing up in, on the East coast? Was that something that had made, cause it was really bad in like Maine and, um, and, and Connecticut and certain other Eastern States. But, um, for me, of course no, I didn't hear about it until not until the real world Seattle <laughs> when Irene <gasps> McGee had it. That's right. That was the first time that it like burst into, I'm friends with oh her and it's like, God. she still has active Lyme disease. It's still really yeah. bad. Um, oh and my God. that, but that was the first, no, I don't remember being like warned. It was like, I went to camp and we would check each other for chick for ticks, but it wasn't like for Lyme. Was Nobody was scared of Lyme disease. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that was, I went good. to that camp through like age 15. So, okay. What, what did the camp have a theme or was it, just it was a nature like, camp. It's called the Burgundy center for wildlife studies oh, and it's still, great. still around and it's awesome. It's in West Virginia. It's like Cooper's Cove, West Virginia. It's way rural. And, uh, yeah, we would, so I started going when I was seven. And the, the minimum age is eight. My mom was like, lie. And by the time I was there, I was like, I'm seven, everybody. <laughs> like, I never could lie. I got away with Did you with know that I'm seven? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the, get me to tell, just tell me not to say something and I will say it. Now yeah. I'm, now I'm a little better with that. But, uh, yeah, it was, oh, um, it was a five day camp, uh, like in the junior session and then two weeks when you were older. So. Okay. And did you, did you never go back as like a counselor or anything? I never did. My sister was a counselor and they have like an adult weekend every summer and I still have friends from there and I'm like, we should like all coordinate and go. Cause it is like, it's an amazing place. Like I have such incredible memories of it. It and, sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so when you would go, you would sort of had, you had the same recurring group that would kind of appear. I'm sure there were new it faces. Was, yeah. Like there were like go, a couple, but, but it was mostly the same, like uh, probably like over half the same people every year, especially when we got to the, like we would coordinate and be like, which session are you going? Are you going session sure. one or session two? Or, um, but I imagine that was a situation where you where unlike now, um, you can certainly keep in touch with friends that you don't that you don't. Right. See yeah. Whatever, I have like I have a different... lot of letters from that time. Oh, yeah, exactly. Would, yeah. Right. That I mean, that's kind of the way you stay in yep. touch, like maybe an occasional phone call. But mm-hmm. that was. And, and so when you and that was like what we did during free time again. was write letters to home. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And now I'm now I'm Facebook friends with a bunch of them. Um, but yeah, it was like uh we would in the morning and in the evening have or afternoon have like activities. So you would go like hiking in the morning or you could do tie dye in the afternoon. It was like, you know, you, you got like, cho- you got like picked out of a hat to choose what activity you wanted to oh, do. Yeah. Um, and then when we were older, it was like more like day long hikes. And then there was also a three day overnight where you would like go with a backpack or whatever, like a, in a, on a canoe trip for a few days, oh, like away from great. camp. Yeah. That's full on camping. Yeah. Are you good at it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want there to be a counselor with me at all times still to this day. I'm like, who knows how to start a fire? <laughs> Ugh, starting who a fire. remembered to bring things? Because yeah. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's different than like just not being able to do it because you're, you know, you're just afraid of. Oh, yeah. Like, no. Bugs in a tent or. Yeah. No, I like I go. I still go to a camp. It's like a family camp every year. And nice. I tent there because it's in a lot. There's like a lodge and you can sleep in the lodge. Yeah. But it gets real loud in the lodge real early. Mm. so that is not for me so uh so yeah a bunch of us just like most people set up tents somewhere like away from the lodge and you just get a flashlight and go to bed you know that's cool yeah it's and fun that one's in the Berkshires. That? That? it's like massachusetts near oh, sure. great barrington sure, it's at a y sure, camp sure. it's it's a what it's a y camp ymca oh, oh nice yeah. mm-hmm. i guess i didn't i'm trying to think of they like rent they have like a one par- portion that's like you know like salute your shorts like archery and ropes courses and shit and then the yeah. other side is like a rentable space for like different groups very cool did you when you would go back to school uh after having been to the camp did you did you kind of have that feeling of like i've had this sort of secret adventure that doesn't have anything to do with everyone i'm seeing here Mm, like what was your relationship no i don't know camp was like i was a little bit ostracized camp because i was very nerdy and loud and i remember like one of the counselors being god she scares away the animals like oh no this is a nature camp yeah exactly not a noise camp and then like it was pretty much i think i was 13 and i got contacts and when i came back i was 14 and i was just a lot cooler and i didn't wear glasses anymore and that was when everybody was like okay all right katie compa you can hang out a bummer that you can actually trace it like 
No, it was my actual. I mean, it was my personality also. (laughs) Like that was. It was when I like chilled out and stopped being so desperate for people to like me that they were like, "Okay, yeah, we're chill." You know. Now, what's that about? Oh, how do you like that therapy question? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm still working through that now. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have a younger sister. Yeah, she's two and a half years younger, like almost to the day. Um, did you feel like that has anything to do with it or no? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's more like our parents were kind of like I think our mom probably is still kind of focused on validation external validation yeah so it took I mean I'm still in therapy and it took a lot of work to like get past that but uh I mean also I mean you know part of the reason I'm a comedian is that I learned how to use humor to like make people like me (laughs) so Uh, you're gonna need to work a little harder on me, Katie. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I know we're not there yet. Don't worry, I'm not I, trying to be no, presumptuous. That is funny though. I mean, I, that is it, it is funny when you can sort of trace A to B. The like, you know. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, I maybe did. I, yes, I wanted a little validation. Yeah. I wanted to like be heard by people and to get their quote unquote, you know, their sort mm-hmm. of metaphorical applause. And, and like what do you seen do now? And, tra- and like um, I, you know, my mom was. Um, she's still a CEO. She's like I think going to retire this year. I don't know if she's going to, but uh she was away a lot. She worked a lot. So my grandmother lived with us growing up and she, um, she took very good care of me, but sometimes she was just like, all right, I'm going to the fucking grocery store and I am taking a baby and I do not also want to take this fucking three-year-old. So she yeah. would leave me at home oh, man. and be like, don't answer the door, leave the TV on if you leave the room. So it seems like somebody's home. And I was just Ooh. like, yeah, I, I like have an abandonment complex because I was abandoned. Sure. <laughs> like, um, oh, no, so I, but I also get where she was coming from you know but it was like I think that was like kind of set the stage for me to be like just trying to find somebody to like care I whether mean, I was I appreciate that you get where she was coming from and I appreciate that like it makes sense for us to forgive our mm-hmm. elders their misdeeds because yeah it's like, I mean she had it rougher than me so but yeah I mean you were three yeah that's a little victim blaming. yeah yeah I know <laughs> I didn't have I, I couldn't argue you know <laughs> I was getting left at home yeah. and if I argued it was like this is why I'm leaving you at home yeah so. would it be only during the day would it be at night? oh yeah 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 only during yeah. the day Did and not, have- I'm sure it was like you know 45 minutes max but it felt like five hours I mean- <laughs> and she also watched uh like America's Most Wanted Oh, once no. a week so no, i was no, ter- by the no, time no, i was no. six i was like oh do you no, know how no, cute no. i am i am going to get kidnapped oh, <laughs> like and God. i would like hide behind cars walking home if a car drove by <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah she really did she was like she had a recipe card she was working yeah on yeah and how to sort of instill fear i mean i think it was child. i think it was instilling fear i think it was like this is how you stay safe as you be afraid of things you know okay we're gonna take a break i will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at maximum fun There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. Avast! It's actually pronounced biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic. Because it's the, the words word for biography and picture. If you Alright, that is enough. Ahoy! I'm Dave Holmes. I am the host of the rebooted podcast formerly known as International Waters designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? By pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree! Uh, okay, so when you got to high school, uh, memory serves, that's right around when you got contacts. Yes, freshman year, yeah. Did, and so, so I came into high school with bright red Esprit glasses, which now would be right. extremely cool. That now they're back. Right. They were like, yeah. people used to call me Sally Jesse a lot. Like it was, <gasps> oh, we were contemporaries sure. in our red glasses. We were contemporaries. Yeah. <laughs> you were, she did have those, those beautiful yeah. translucent yep. red glasses. Did you enjoy that comparison or were you like i gotta get new glasses i I was very sensitive to name calling like mm, always like because my last name's compa so like in elementary school they would call me katie compost and i really let it get to me even though i have no problem with compost compost (laughs) is great you know it's the it's the fact that (laughs) they have i should have been like that's the best you can do but i was really i really let it get to me I mean, I totally get it, mm-hmm. it because as, as we're saying, it's not, it has nothing to do with what the word is. It's the fact that they think yeah. they're hurting you, which yep. means then 
that they must want to hurt you, which yeah. is extremely hurtful. And it's like when there's, there was like mean girls in the mix that I was friends with who were like mean girls. So actually going to high school was great because I had been going to this French immersion program from uh, first grade through eighth grade. Oh, I'm so envious. So I finished that and then I went to Catholic high school because it was like my grades were just like slipping in elementary school. My parents were like, what the fuck is this? Like, cause yeah. they were both straight A students. They had fucking no idea what to make of this. They're both crazy overachievers. Yeah. Um, so I got like a, you know, I had to get evaluated for learning disabilities and like, um, Wait, really? yeah. And I, I'm, I almost went That's to Georgetown a- day school, which is like, the sh- mm. I mean, just the fact that you were in a French immersion program, like that's that's an intense, like that in and of itself is a variable that most kids don't experience. Yeah, it makes I mean, me wonder like, well, well, it was a public school program too, yeah. so it was like my dad lied to get me into it. Like, I still I have love, the letters. There's a real like, trend of your parents lying. They about they were like, that, this stuff. is like part of the reason I don't have kids. Is I'm like, I would never do something like this. Like, he wrote a letter being like, we are moving to France next year, and Katie needs to be able to speak French. <laughs> like, I'm I am interviewing with the State Department currently. Like, it is full of lies and i was i found it because my dad like cleaned out he uh moved from ithaca he's in san diego full-time now and uh so he's like oh we've got these like you know boxes of like your stuff from when you were little i'm gonna mail them to you they are not staying in my house anymore so i've had, definitely uh, had that happen yeah so i have the you know oh the letter God. and i'm just looking at it like what the f- this is like entirely devoid of facts <laughs> like that I mean, I'm so glad I went. I am me. glad he did it. I love being able to speak French. Is that like, was that something that you instigated, or was that no? Something I was five. Just heard he was like, you know, I've heard this place is great. I think it was like we were already. It was a magnet program, and we were already in the school district. Yeah, and it was like if it they just didn't want me going to the the regular like mainstream school program. Yeah, so I think I would have probably gone to a different elementary school. Uh, and it would have been fine, right. you know, but they yeah. were like, no, um, Katie needs to at least be an ambassador, if not president. <laughs> like that was, that was very much the vibe in Tacoma Park oh, was like, wow. um, what I know you think your kid is smart, but mine is going to literally change the world. Oh God, that's gotta be, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Do you, and so do you know, to this day, do you, do you feel like you understand why you sort of slipped and like, did, and, and when you say you slipped, that implies that, yeah, you did kind of recover in, in high school. And yeah, it was, um, I had these friends who like, it was very challenging to be friends with them. And it, like, I compare it kind of to an abusive relationship. Like I was best friends with them from like end of fifth grade through eighth grade. And then we like had a friend breakup freshman year when I was like, they were like, uh, we always invite you to hang out with our friends and you never invite us to hang out with your friends. (laughs) And I was kind of like, okay, that's fair. But it was like they wanted control over my time. It was really like I had to like. So it was, you know, they called one of them called the house. My dad picked up, said where I was, which I had explicitly asked him not to do. I was like, just say I'm not home. Right. He's like, she went to Georgetown with a friend, Amy. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So then we just never talked again after that. Like, that's how bad it was. So we didn't have to talk okay. about it at all. I was so afraid that you were going to be like, so then there they were. No, I just like I was there we with disappeared Amy from each appeared. other's lives. It's kind of fascinating. It's yeah. like kind of, you know, I and mean, you've it had was, zero contact with them. Nope. Since. Zero. Yeah. And Whoa. for like eighth graders, that's kind of weird. You know, it's like yeah. really intense. There is no there was never nobody ever re- reached out to say like, ah, let's let by. I mean, it was like, I think they the only way that it would have worked out is if I had called to apologize. And I was like, I'm um not sorry <laughs> so i can't yeah. call to apologize like That's i don't actually that they as a group who had each other felt slighted by not being invited to go with someone they right. didn't know that right. was a new friend i mean i think they were also there was two of them but they were having a challenging sorry. time why did i think there were three high I just schools like no i know one. it was like we all went to three different high schools so yeah. it was like you know it did, just didn't need to be like that i didn't i didn't need to be like constantly groveling for the approval that they that was like that was a big part of it, it was like i was definitely working for that approval and i never got i was never gonna get it because oh, if i got it then i would feel t- once right. i was uh we were on swim team together and i went to divisionals for backstroke and one of them got really mad at me for beating her in a race in backstroke oh, she God, was like that's... she sprints during practice it's not fair <laughs> i was like uh wow what an interesting <laughs> scary dynamic yeah I feel like we've, I mean, we've seen like the, the sort of over the topness of, I mean, we've, of course we've seen pieces of that in, in, you know, great movies like Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but that particular, that particular manipulation seems so grown up. In yeah. Like a right. Really eerie way. I mean, it is like it had to be coming from their parents yeah. and how their parents did things. Yeah. And their, their mom was always, this is getting back to the grades thing. Her, their mom was always like she's a bad influence. Katie's a bad influence. Like, look, she gets bad grades. She's a bad influence. Mm. Like, uh, and I mean, I was just like letting it slip at school just cause I was like, 
I, I was in, in this math class and I got put in a work group with nobody else who wanted to do work. And I was like, well, if nobody else is doing work, I'm not going to fucking do work. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up like on the like B grade math track through like the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then I also got a D in French, which there was like no excuse for that. I was like the best one in French in the class. So, huh? Yeah. Do you remember that? Why you, you sort of like, it's almost hard to like, how do you, how do you fail it? You know what I mean? I, mean, I you think not, it was like, honestly, study skills. Yeah. I didn't do, yeah. I had, I have ADD and I didn't get diagnosed until like way late. Yeah. So I, and everyone thought that I was lazy. Yeah. And you know, when you're like, I'm just lazy, that's just how I am. There's nothing I can do about it. I don't know. And now I'm like, oh, I just need to be like doing things kind of on my own schedule mm -hmm. and then it's better. It's mm -hmm. like, so it's actually an advantage to be able to, yeah. to have ADD and be able to switch. So I easily, agree. But like practicing I, piano, I, I, I was like, to that fuck hardcore. this. I would rather sit in front of the piano silently or like bang out something, some kind of noise than sit here and practice this goddamn etude one more time. Yeah. <laughs> etude, I, would, <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy the cursing. I'm not going to do this goddamn <laughs> Etude. yeah i'm etude. sorry i didn't i didn't ask if it was okay to curse i don't I know. it's don't cool. really have it's control over right. it <laughs> it's quite all right i was gonna say I, but you did but it's true that you didn't go whole hog in, in pronouncing it i guess they're not that different <laughs> it's just the difference between your tongue being a little further forward right in your mouth, yeah no i when say i'm saying french a french way. word that we have in english i'll say it in english but if it's like i yeah. i had a friend a uh, roommate from france when i was in college and she we were all like, what kind of meal plan did you get? I'm like, oh, I got the 35 meals plus like this much munch money. And she's like, oh, I got the carte blanche. <laughs> and everybody like, <laughs> everyone fell down. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't be laughing. I would never say that. But there's stuff because my mom taught French and because she spoke French in the house. That's why I'm so envious of the mm -hmm. immersion program because I, I would have, although I was doing like bilingual English Spanish, mm -hmm. but... It, but once I started learning French, all of Spanish went away anyway. Yeah. And it's still such a problem. Like, I can understand someone saying, I'm told this before, That's due to a lingo. It's, it's like... It's hard. They're so close. Yeah, like, I know. That's I when I was... Ugh. When I was in high school, I finished the French offerings that they had, and I switched, and I started to took Spanish one and two, and my Spanish two teacher spoke French. So if I wrote down an answer in French, she would give me half credit. <laughs> she oh, was like, that's I handy. Yeah. I could have used that. I wish yeah. I could get half credit when I'm trying to talk to someone here who's Hispanic, who I really... I know. I'm like, I, I definitely understood what you said. And then my mouth opens and like, it's, it is French, French, French. Yeah. It is so hard yeah. to figure out what I must mean mm -hmm. to say in Spanish. Um, but like she, you know, I've like, I didn't hear the word croissant. Right. I can't even. Yeah. Like, so for me, it's still croissant. Like, yeah. it's not like, I don't like linger uh -huh. meaningfully on it, but I, it, for me, it is. It, it, it's so much harder to remember to be like, croissant. oh, would you like that on yeah. a cro croissant? Is yeah. that how we say it? You know what I mean? Yep. Like there's some one They had to like be sold to us as crescent rolls. Kind of they had to go real, yeah. real anglicized. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I would have to skip all the way to that. That does feel more natural to me than to say that. Or like pan au chocolat. Like, yeah. What am I, what do you, did you just say chocolate croissant? Like uh, I'll, I'll say I'll do that one. I will fully say, say that because pain au chocolat sounds terrible. So I'm like, no, pain au chocolat. Yeah. Um, but in France, they say pain choco. Pain choco. C'est tout le même chose. Merci. Um, do you get to France very often? How do you mm. get to France very often? Not very often. And it's like, I, I mean, I speak for, I can get around, but I, when I was in college, I was a psych major and I did my like term paper for my mind and language class on on immersion programs and i was went oh, in being like they're awesome i'm gonna do a paper about how i'm so good at french <laughs> and like i was relatively very good at french it's right. like because i think because i skipped kindergarten so i went in really like a lot younger than the other kids and i was yeah. still like within that language window yeah to pick where it up. really seeps yeah. in in a nice way um but when i did the research it turns out no and now i'm like petrified to speak french in front of native speakers but i mean in paris it's like no big deal because i'll just start speaking english too but, but also like don't you find that I, I i've i've so rarely had an experience where any uh french person parisian or or otherwise has not like nine times out of ten they're so flattered and like impressed that you're doing it yeah absolutely I, making the effort in like any language a makes joyous, a huge yeah. difference so yeah. that's i think that's what i I got really used to letting, I, I, I think I got used to early on letting go of like the, the embarrassment because mm -hmm. they as a people, which is what's so ironic about people being like, ugh, the French, yeah. like constantly are like, you know, and you're like, mm, um, yeah. Vous habitez ici? Yeah. And you're like, nope, mm, nope. <sighs> Je suis Canadienne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, um, that's something that I, 
I've never, I've never gotten tired of is the feeling of like, and maybe that's an experience you have too, especially if you like me, like the positive attention of yeah. being in a different country and having someone be that's a pretty good accent. Well, especially Whatever. now traveling as an American, yeah. I'm like any kind of good PR I can do for America. <laughs> oh, I want to do, know. you know, I went with someone who like just was an asshole to the servers. And I was like, <laughs> like yeah. this is, I know like I can't take full responsibility for, you know, what people think about Americans, but like, I need you to fucking pull it together. I know. We I are know. not at your goddamn neighborhood Applebee's, you yeah. know, like, Oh, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. Um, uh, and so you didn't do any like, uh, like, like semester abroad in high school. No, or anything like I, uh, I was going to go in college. I was like kind of hung up on this guy who he was going to South Africa and I was like, Oh, that actually sounds cool. I should go to South Africa. And I did all the stuff, but the, I had my GPA wasn't high enough because I started pre-med and it really tanked my GPA like oh. hard for a year. Was so, that something that you were like pretty serious about? Like the, at the well, time going into college. Like- yeah. I mean, but I, I think I just was like, this is something that's valuable that society values that my parents will be proud of me for that. Like maybe I'm smart enough to do. And, mm. you know, and I probably had some kind of like masochism element. Cause mm. it was like, Oh yep. Chemistry one, eight fifty in the morning. And that's just not, mm. I just didn't know myself well enough. Cause that right. sounded so late to me. Cause I had to be at school at eight yeah, for yeah, high school. Yeah. It's like eight fifty. That's until nothing. I'll already head, be on yeah. campus. Yeah. Until it's and then up I to you. missed them four days in a row, yeah. you know, like, yeah um same with me man morning classes were just so hard and it just was like not it really was not for me and it was you know um I took you have to take calculus that's a requisite done nope right can't do it and I went in and like over half the class had taken calculus in high school and they were just taking it to like get a better grade on their records and I withdrew so I have a w still on my transcript from that dude I have an f from a, a, a a class I had forgotten that I didn't drop oh man when I when I, <laughs> when I had my like wonderful Prozac freak out in my junior year and was like, wait a minute. I don't have to go to school. I can just drop out. And I was dropping out with like a 3.98 GPA. Wow. But. Oh no. And then was, you got an F. Oh. And then I got an F. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Because it was like, it was like some, it was like a, what is, no, that's not what I mean. I was going to be like tertiary. That's definitely not what I mean at all. But it was like, um, it was, it was more of a side, like it wasn't worth three grade points. It was like one point or two points. Okay, uh-huh. It was like, oh, do an outside project for this as okay, like yeah. part of your elective fulfillment for theater or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't, it just totally slipped my mind. I, th- at the time that I was, you know, very hyperactively, Prozac having activated even more ADD unknowingly (laughs) like the the feeling of of I felt high like I felt high and I still had two jobs but I felt so high being like I just remember I'll never forget that moment which I probably have forgotten because the brain works that way so I probably filled in a bunch (laughs) of stuff that's not real every time I remember it but that I mean I felt like I was on speed or something I just like (gasps) I could drop out of school I could just drop out. Oh my God. Like there was no in between. It wasn't like, oh, I could take less classes or like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I don't have to work so hard. Like I've got a good GPA. I could get, but I, I mean, stand if, to get a C or a B or something to, to just go from zero to 60 and yeah. 60 to zero. But I'm, I'm sure like you were raised on the same, like never drop out of school. School is the most for important sure, thing. Like professional sure. athletes who did drop out of school will come to your school and tell you not to drop out of school. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So really, yeah, I mean, it is a big, I, hey, kids out there, you can drop out of school. You <laughs> it is an option. Well, when I went back, you know, I went back and 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 did well when I went back because it like yeah, you know, I think if I had done that, I would go back because yeah. it had been like a year and a half mm-hmm. or whatever, and then I was ready. I think if I had taken some time off, I would have really benefited from that and just worked, you know, just like yeah. had my own, like had a, a job gap, and yeah. gotten to like two should had a gap year. Yeah, <laughs> I had friends in uh, freshman year who did a gap year, and I was like, I didn't know that existed because I yeah. would have maybe done. Yeah, that. oh, there's a name for it that's not yeah. just like irresponsibility right that your parents are right. mad at you because you, they think that you're becoming a nothing mm-hmm. yeah big difference no i mean my parents like the whole goal for me growing up was to get into a good college like yeah end of story and yeah. it was like whatever regardless of what your passions yeah were or were not going yep. to be mm-hmm. they were gonna have to uh, and they did not college they did not see comedy coming at all how they doing they're they're good with it now good because i was just like uh sorry <laughs> like i don't 
I, I can't uh, not do this. So, yeah, you know, I tried the office thing. I didn't start comedy until I was 27. So, yeah, um, I did try it and it was not for me. What was the off? What what, what kind of office work? were you? Uh, doing? I mean, I still have a freelance job. I still have a day job. Yeah. It's uh, it's what I was doing at the time was uh, biotech PR and pharmaceutical PR. Oh, wow. Okay. And I had this conversation with my boss right before I got laid off where she was like, it's just really obvious to everyone here that this isn't your passion. And I was like, yeah. Is it everyone else's it's passion around here? pharmaceutical PR. Oh, like whose passion? I mean, and there are people whose passion it is. I, yeah. I do have colleagues who like really loved it and really got a lot of, they could like find positive. I mean, it's like I got to work with cancer patients sometimes and like that was cool because yeah. it was like actually meaningful to do anything for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I That's mean, a good point. I guess I go straight to there are, There are it's good things about it. When you hear pharmaceutical PR, it's hard not to go straight to the I mean, but no, the at the end of the day, right? it's about the bottom line for fucking whatever company you're working right, for. You right. know, it's like... I will try to stop cursing so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. Well, you know, the family that I can't, I'm blanking on their name because I don't bother to remember it, but the, the Purdue the whole, people. Yeah, yeah. Right. The people with the, the whole yeah. crisis and stuff yep. and, and how they're referred to as the family mm-hmm. because it's like each and every family member must have had the same amount of information, which I'm yeah. sure is not true. But I do find it fascinating, fascinating to sort of pour through like all the different ways you can justify whatever's happening. Like, you know, there's like a, 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 a person in that family to represent each, each different possible way of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like each possible way of denial. Like you're either the person who doesn't pay attention. To anything, like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't want to know. That's not my, you know, I'm not yep. a doctor. You know, I just cash or like, the We're helping or people. Like, I don't people know. need yeah. and I'm and, giving yeah. it to them. And then I'm sure like, I, that, I mean, they're, they're, what really freaked me out was when I went down the road of imagining one of them being like, um, listen, there's always going to be collateral damage. Like we have created a, we have created something that is helping millions of people. And if people that have an addictive personality can't keep it together enough to not get addicted, that's not on us. That's on those people. And if we have fewer of those people in the world because they die, then we've done our job. Oh like my God. I, there could be like a fucking really dark yeah. perspective. That you're like, oh, I hope that's not entering anyone's mind. I'm sure it is. I'm sure well that, like, the, that kind of rationalization. There's, well, I said that word wrong, but I'm not going to try it again. I'm feel great uh, about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what I'm getting at. I yeah. Yes. There's so many different uh, ways it can present, and yeah. just any anything to like justify what you're doing. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Did you uh, did you date much in high school? No. <laughs> no i did not i didn't kiss a boy until i went to college and then i just did everything with him and he was a dick to me but you know i was like at least i i thank god my sister did not lose her virginity before i lost mine (laughs) it was like we were we were real close we were like a month apart (laughs) that was like my one goal i was just like this cannot have because she had a high school boyfriend and i i didn't so um like i i mean i first of all was completely like a no-fly zone a human no-fly zone until like middle of 10th grade and then like junior year, I kind of got cute. And then senior year, I think I was like talked about as being like a hot girl. But Ooh, this is all like junior year hot girl. Not bad. <laughs> At the end of junior year, like yeah. going into senior year. Yeah. Um, Did and then I, but then? I like heard myself referred yeah. to as hot like third hand. And I was like, what? <gasps> like, that's Wh- not how should i have been using this i just did, like did did heidi send you my like adolescent picture yes that's very much my right. self-image still to this yeah. day and yeah. i've i've like had a while to be comfortable with being good looking and i'm yeah. still like nope that's totes place t-shirt the purple glasses oh my god the acne the attitude that's still what i'm working with which i mean <laughs> there's something to be said for yeah for you know the the humility that comes along with that as long as it doesn't tip too far into like you know gross self right and I'm, like. I'm not that good looking <laughs> like i'm better looking than i was but i got i got a pretty good realistic handle on you know where i fall in the hierarchy right. of good looks <laughs> what um what what were you into like musically and you know sort of like in terms of entertainment and stuff were you like a junkie for a certain type of music or yeah were you a big tv kid like uh we got cable when i was like eight or nine like right i guess right after my, i was before my parents split up so maybe i was seven so i watched a lot of like Elaine Boozler specials because it was like during the comedy boom. I still am like, yeah. oh my god! Like we're Facebook friends, and like I'm still like I'm Facebook microphone. friends with Elaine. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, exactly. And I loved all of that. So uh, that was where I first started consuming comedy, and I was like, what is this? Um, and at the you- time, did you feel? like a kinship with her to the point where you're like, Oh, women can do this. Yeah. And the yeah. stuff she talked about, she would like talk about Playboy models and like you know, or, or like being famous for nothing. 
And I'm like, yeah, fucking right. She's yeah. like, no, you can't be famous for nothing. You have to make a contribution to society. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed to talk like this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still feel that way though about younger women comedians even. Yeah. Like I'm still like, we're allowed to say, we're allowed to just say that men should die. Cause like they should, she's right. <laughs> Cosign. Okay. Um, but okay. So music wise, I went to public school. So it was like very multicultural and I was into hip hop, like super, super into hip hop. And, uh, then I went to private school for high school and I had to like readjust and get into like alt rock. So it <laughs> was like that. Was it co-ed? Uh, it was co-ed and it was like, it was uniforms? a Catholic school. So it was previously a, um, all boys school. And oh. I think it had had women for five years oh, okay. when I started going. They probably were still adjusting to oh, yeah. change. Yep. Yep. It was like the guys could wear like, uh, you know, dockers and a polo shirt. And we had to like go to a uniform store and like buy the fucking Whoa, yeah. really? Yeah wow yeah God, but they called it a dress code there's... they still called it a dress code but it was yeah. like but we all have to have the same skirt like i had to go to a uniform store to get the skirt it's pretty amazing when there is an like such a visual representation of right. exactly what's really going on yeah and just having to you That's know in the winter it was like well gotta wear tights yeah oh yeah can't wear no pants. pants yeah now they have pants after boy, i graduated oh they started boy. letting the women wear pants but i do not like that. i know it was really uh oh man it was interesting because most of the people there, there were like a couple other people from public school, but most of them had gone to like parochial school and had been wearing uniforms their whole lives and didn't think anything of it. Oh, sure. Know? Well, and uh, you know, it wasn't until doing this podcast that I had, I I came to understand better, like the upside of those things. Right. Cause in my mind, I was like, Oh, that just sounds so awful. And then when it was explained to me by people who actually were like, can I tell you how wonderful it was? It like, was looking back, not it to really have, was. not to have to spend half an hour yeah. figuring out what to wear and then feel bad like because you weren't enough. wearing the right jeans it's or whatever. Like that stuff like, happened. Oh, like you could, true. we could pick our shoes. We could like put things in our hair. So there was yeah. like those little things, but it it wasn't. You know, I remember when I was in sixth grade, I got a pair of guest jeans, and I made like four new friends at school. I mean, and I was like, okay, terrifying. so this does work. <laughs> and terrifying. I hate all of you. I know. <laughs> like I was cool in my palmettos yesterday. You yeah. Know? Or the pal- or palme- <laughs> palmettos, the ones that have like the triangle that yeah. looked like. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. What if everything that came back from that era that was retro was just the knockoffs? Right. That'd be amazing if, yeah. all, if, if like they finally got theirs. If Somebody's it was like, oh my God, these are vintage palmettos. Right. This is amazing. That would get, that's probably on sale in some vintage store now for more than the guest jeans yeah. of, of the time. I've, the, I went into a boutique because I saw a Varney t-shirt. Do you remember Varney? Yeah. Well, yeah, because my last name is Varney. And oh so yeah. That okay. for me was the closest yep. thing. Like I, I actually think people were like, and does that any relation to Varney? I'm like, <laughs> they are spelled so differently. Yes, they are my French cousins. Yeah. They are, I mean... No, like yeah. I don't even know how you got there. I've been like shopping for one of those. I, I go on eBay yeah. every so often looking for them. But I went into a boutique yeah. and I was like, "How much are your Varney t-shirts?" And they were like sixty dollars. And I was like, "Have a great day! <laughs> <laughs> you have got to be kidding me!" You know what I'd like to stumble across is um some fresh jive t-shirts. Yeah, okay, right? yep. that you get at Hot Topic, but they yep. were like very cool graphics. Uh huh. They were like they, they were worth those from, now. The, you should check on eBay. I bet there yeah. are a few out there. Because I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, oh, I remember having like a very cool just like white t-shirt with like an orange on it. Mm-hmm. But it was a very cool graphic design yeah. like Andy Warhol-y sort of orange yep. where you're like, I guess this is a pretty cool orange, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that was when I got into like, that was when I briefly dated a super skater. Okay. Like I always had crushes on skaters. In high school? And then, and then yeah. Ooh, and then, I'm so jealous. And then that was well, when I was really like, but I, why won't boys no but i didn't go out with any of them and then and then finally i had like a like a three-week quote-unquote relationship Uh (laughs) with a with a guy who skate was a skater and i mean i couldn't have used that as an opportunity to wade into like skater fashion (laughs) i could it was like i was already going to hot topic and buying stuff like before like when i when i was waiting for him to call me back for the first time i was like yeah we're doing this i was at the mall today i walked by a pack sun i was like yep (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then i had like but the, but then i had crushes on like the hardcore skater boys who were like really into dancing mm-hmm. and misfits and stuff so it was like i skate but i also only wear black yeah and, like i only wear yeah <laughs> oh hot stuff uh and then there were like really cute like i don't know if they're gay or straight who cares i have a huge crush on them girl skaters who you just knew they knew yeah they knew that they were like the coolest thing totally oh that was i have you ever tried snowboarding i've never tried skateboarding snowboarding skiing I'm clumsy. Um, I feel like I would have broken. I my can ski. Everything. Yeah, yeah. 
I, nobody survives. You can be like the best skier in the world and you'll still at some something. point something yeah. horrible will happen. Uh, but I, I grew up like we started skiing. My mom was like, my kids are going to know how to ski. So I was like 11 or 12 the first time we went so I can ski. And then I took. She's like, you're like, my mom lied and said that I was a blue diamond <laughs> I mean, skier. She, so they, that I could go they, down they, my mom, like <laughs> she, she grew up really poor. So she did like make sure that we had opportunities that she didn't have in skiing. Yeah. I think was definitely one of them where she was like, my kids are going to be able to say yes to a ski vacation. Yeah. You know, if they ever get invited. Um, and then I took a uh, snowboarding class when I was like 17 and I just like the fourth time I fell, I was like, I'm going inside. Yeah. I ski now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I already know how to do that. My feet are not like, you know, your feet are just stuck to the board. Like there's nothing you can do. Yeah. But it's all leaning forward. He, The guy was like, have you ever skateboarded? And I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, well, it's just like that. And I was like, great. That's super helpful. Great. <laughs> so the thing I've been avoiding yeah. on land yeah. without snow. Is great. Now I get to I'm do it on into. a slippery yeah. surface. How oy, fun. Oy, oy. Downhill. All right. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right. It's called Who Shot Ya, a movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Whitey the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film industry. It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. I got to get into this mash game okay, with yeah. you. You know Ready? how it's played. Yes. Great. Um, I am going to start with the category. Uh, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do three uh, challenging, for whatever reason, physical activities that in this alternate universe you are going to be like an ace at. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, biking. I find that very challenging. I don't really actually know how to ride a bike that well. Um, climbing. Oh, terrified yeah, of heights. Right. Oh man. <laughs> um I don't like an American Ninja Warrior type <laughs> course. Yeah, mixed martial arts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Great. yeah, yeah. Got it. And Actually, got I it. would love that. <laughs> oh, me too. Uh okay. Next category is three uh women from any time in history up to the present that you would love to have as like, you know, they're on the bat phone. You can pick them up, call them, say like, I gotta get this out. I gotta talk about this. And Hillary like, Clinton. Great. Uh Shirley Chisholm. Right. Politician. Uh mm, Rihanna. She used to live around here, but I don't oh. think she does anymore. Um, okay. Uh next category, let's do three uh uniforms quote unquote that are very unlikely to be a uniform that you would like to gift young people as like your uniform's going to be a this. school uniform yeah okay. but like it can be the most opposite of a school like uniform like a paratrooper thing i was going to say the exact same yeah. thing i mean that mind, would be great like, for school if you could yeah. just like jump out a window at a, at a moment's notice uh have you ever been to like a k spa <laughs> i don't know i probably not if i don't just, oh a k spa oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah where yeah, they give yeah. you like the t-shirt and shorts yes, yes. No, I feel like that's <laughs> that's just a gym uniform. I wore that. We had a gym uniform. Um, Spacesuit. Great. Wetsuit. <laughs> no, wait. That's terrible. Wait. Wetsuits in high school. Wait, I'm rethinking it. I'm rethinking it. Like the Missy Elliott, like inflatable suit. <laughs> I mean, great. I, th- I like that you, you've really gone straight to the, the one piece, which um, I assume there's like a good pee or poo flap because that's, I have... I love a jumpsuit and every time I wear one and I, have I to really, like I really don't wear them. And that's why all the way that's off why. and you're so exposed in yep. the public bathroom and you're, and you're like, like, on a floor, this is fall like, oh on the God. floor if yeah. I don't hold it with one hand. I just feel like we're lying to ourselves. Like designers are like put in a flap. There's just no reason that there shouldn't there be two flap? pieces to it. No, well, that's also two. true. Like that's also true. Just, it, it'll look like one piece yeah. with a belt, you know? Yeah mixed separates yeah that you could match perfectly yeah okay we're gonna be rich janet uh this would be great um okay next category three foods that in this reality are either you know 
you're allergic to, you feel bad about because of the sort of nature of it all. Like in the scenario, I'm in this, in I this, can't eat them. No, in this, well, in this scenario, it's like you can eat five Oreos and then you get sick. But in our alternate universe, you can do that in perpetuity without any. Just eat as many Oreos as Oreos. Oh my God, really? (laughs) Yeah. I picked, I picked just right. Um, Yeah. And so that's true of any, any other food. Fried chicken. Great. I have a real issue with fried chicken. Great. Um, Oh man, now there's just so, I really love to eat. Uh, Me too, dude. That's why this category exists. (laughs) I'm like, shit. Pure fantasy. Um. Like dulce de leche. Ooh, dulce de leche. Yeah. Or you know what? No, steak with bernese sauce. Oh, shit. Because that's something where I start eating it and I'm like, I never want to stop eating this. And then I take four bites and I'm like, I will die if I keep yeah. eating this. So. <laughs> you can feel your yeah. arteries clogging yeah. up. Uh, okay, three places in uh, the world that you would like to have a vacation home. And even if you have never been there, it's okay. like only the positive. Uh, St. Bart. Holbox. Have you heard of that? Holbush? It's no. an island in Mexico. Mm. I've only seen pictures of it on Instagram, but it looks very much up my alley. Like Banff, I guess. Oh, very nice. How did that end up being spelled the way it is? And I don't know. I've never looked that up. I never thought about yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like really not positive I said it right even. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm positive you did. Positive you did. Uh, okay, next category. Three people. I don't care if they're fictitious characters, cartoons, comic books, movies, actors or actresses from movies, um, three romantic uh, interests for you to have exploits with in this alternate universe. Um, Logan Eccles from Veronica Mars. Great. Um, him three times. No, uh, <laughs> no, there are others. There are others. She's got to tell you everybody. Uh, yeah, I like I like like brooding, you know, um, Morris Chestnut. For like the last 20 oh, years and probably forever. Interesting. I like this. <laughs> uh, I am stuck. Um, okay. Just pick one, Katie. Come on. Um, I like that I got to be part Chris of Hemsworth. you, you uh, giving yourself a pep talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, come on. Come on. You can do this. You can do this. <laughs> it's just do one it. man. Do it. You can out. You know what? It's okay for you to win this sw- swim race. It's really like, come Nobody's on, Katie. Nobody's going to chase after you. Can you can slum it with Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> And after a beat, she reluctantly yeah. settled for Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> he was the least bad. Amazing. <laughs> um, okay, let's do uh, let's do three bands that uh, you can conjure with the snap of a finger to sort of play uh, a little set right in front of you. Uh, Robin, great. Um, wearing a t-shirt, <laughs> I stand. Excellent. Uh, and they can be living or dead. Yeah. Um, Creedence Clearwater Revival, great. Um, and the Fugees. Great. Okay. Final category. This is where I put undue pressure on myself <laughs> for no good reason. Um, three. This is coming. This is in pure ears at territory. Three <laughs> annoying things that happen to our bodies that you can like give the gift to the world of just making not a thing anymore. So it's not like you don't, there's no pressure to cure cancer. It can only be those like little small things yeah. that were like ugh like blisters uh, really do we have to vision loss great i mean that's kind of a big one but yeah i'm, um, I'm i know give really, it to you. i have to i have to go above and i have to f- help people <laughs> I, I, I need know, to be the savior i, know. I okay. shouldn't have capped it i shouldn't have capped it <laughs> on the mundane uh achilles for sure i guess like foot pain in general yeah but, like just always being able to walk places Take foot injuries would be would yes. be gone um uh tennis elbow Ugh, girl <laughs> i definitely have tennis elbow but i don't think i got it from tennis although i do enjoy hitting balls i just i think it's from holding my phone too close to me at night maybe it, it like, might be mine yeah. i think is from uh like walking a, a dog that oh was yeah not used to being on a leash yep. and trying to train her mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah that'll years do later i'm still like someday i'll hold a tennis racket again <laughs> um and that was absolutely a sport i only learned like in my early 30s mm-hmm. um uh, okay, so uh, tell me when to <laughs> tell okay. me when to stop. Okay. 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 I'm gonna pause this. Uh, do this calculus, mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I come back, I will have your 100% guaranteed fictitious yes. math future. <laughs> All right. Listen. Okay. I'll tell you what I think highly of. Yeah. And that's the results <laughs> of your mash test. Uh, first of all. I want to congratulate you on your beautiful apartment. In yes. Banff. In Banff. I was hoping for an apartment. Oh, nice. 
good. I don't want to be doing I lawn care in Banff. the first person who's ever been like that excited about an apartment. It makes me very happy. Um, okay, great. Well, there, listen, there's a lot of homeowner stuff that you're not going to want to deal with at all. True. I mean, I also up have a Banff. second home somewhere else. Correct. <laughs> right? So. God, if this yeah. is, you've like totally like <laughs> juked the system. This makes so much sense to me now. Now apartment seems like the absolute best outcome. <laughs> Holy shit. Everything is different for me. I'm seeing everything differently. Um, okay. Uh, I want to reassure you that uh, these two things work in, in tandem very nicely, I think. Um, you, of course, being the mixed martial arts expert that you are, uh, understand the need for the body to be able to move fluidly. Um, and, and sometimes it starts at the bottom with your feet. and Because you just got to be able to walk around. If I could get one thing to come true out of this whole match, yeah. this would be it. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so you've removed the issue of any kind of foot pain wow. from everyone. Wow. Um, I am a hero. You are an absolute hero. That's probably why Robin just shows up whenever <laughs> you want and like chills out with you and plays songs. My life and, is working like, out. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. Sorry, everybody with foot injuries, but that's the one I'm taking now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's outrageous and great. Um, I want to congratulate you on your uh, friendship with Shirley Chisholm. Ooh. Uh, I am very excited to see a bunch of kids running around in inflatable Missy Elliott suits <laughs> as they go to school. Feel safer to me. Feel safer to me. You could get hit by something. And you, you know what? Sort of There's bounce. no leaving room for the Holy Spirit when it's, you got an inflatable suit. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Sorry, Kai. Sorry, guys. Sorry, God. Uh, okay. But boners, uh, no longer a problem. <laughs> Oh, very, very satisfying. Uh, you uh, are enjoying all of these many uh, benefits while eating uh, endless, endless Oreos. Yes. Um, and you have ended up with uh, none other than Morris Chestnut. Okay. So uh, I think you've done all right. Everything's coming up compa. I think you've done all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please tell the kind people listening uh, where they can get your album, uh, everything else about you, where to find you, all that good stuff. Yeah. My album is called Hard Pass. It is available on all the different platforms. Um, I think my pin tweet has all of them except for Google Play, but it is on Google Play. So if you have a Google Play, just search for it. Uh, I am at Katie Compa on everything. K-A-T-I-E-C-O-M as in Mary, P as in Paul, A. Um, Twitter, Instagram, my Facebook page is that uh venmo <laughs> you know <laughs> feel hey, free to use me. it hey, <laughs> yeah yeah um i did buy a bunch of like their uh, the album's called hard pass so i brought like vip badges for my little like oh that's watch great. party that's a great idea yeah and uh anyway so if you uh send me a screenshot of buying my album i will mail one to you oh that's <laughs> so send it to you on instagram i, I will hit bonus. you up i will definitely I love a good hard copy <laughs> yeah. bonus yeah. uh and folks i will talk to you next time on the podcast thank you so much for having me this was so fun The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.